If you have your Bible, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to be reading verses 4 through 16. And while you're finding that, let's also praise God for all the music this morning. Ignite our praise band. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, 4 through 16. Let us hear God's word. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended, what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth, and he who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might feel all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ Jesus, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your Word and for the inspiration of it. And Lord, we pray that it may speak to our hearts and our lives this morning in such a way that we will be challenged, that we will be changed, and that we will never get over it. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to invite you as uh, I'm preaching this morning, go ahead and take this commitment sheet that's in your bulletin and just... Hold on to it, and as I'm talking about it this morning, as I'm preaching on it, just ask God to lead you in whatever way, and these are available online as well, so if you're watching online, you can get them on our website and fill it out there, and, uh, or you can, like I say, if it's not the day that you turn it in, may want to pray about it some, but this has all the different ways that you can serve at Pine Valley United Methodist Church, and there's pins in every chair, should be pins in every chair, so that you will be able to fill that out out uh, in just a few months, in a few minutes. But uh, we are continuing our side effects serv- uh, series. We're talking about certain side effects that go along with being a disciple, just like there's bad side effects that go along with being, uh, uh, with being in some treatments, or there's bad side effects that go along with certain medications. Well, there are good side effects that go along with being a disciple of Jesus Christ, that when we say we follow Jesus, there should be certain things that should be happening in 
in our lives and certain side effects that we have. Now, we've been talking about those. One, of course, was prayer. Pastor Chris talked to us about prayer and, and how it's a two-way conversation. It's not just talking to God, but it's also listening to God. Uh, we also talked about, um, uh, Pastor Kim talked about presence and how we, we should be present, not just in worship, not just at Sunday school or in a small group, but, but also we should be God's presence to the world. Our presence, or we are salt and light, and we should be the presence to the world. Um, also, and then last week we talked about witnessing and, and just some practical ways that help us to witness to others, to share our faith with others, and um, things like praying for divine appointments. And it's been amazing. This past week I've heard back from some folks how God just opened up some divine appointments for them to be able to share Christ with others. And oftentimes those divine appointments have been happening all around us. We want God to open our eyes to see those so that we know that this is an a, a opportunity to, to, um, to witness to others. And so we um, are continuing this series, and today we're going to talk about the next part. These are part of our discipleship vows where we promise to our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and witness. We're kind of doing them in a, 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 a different order. But we are going to talk about serving today. Now, oftentimes you may hear the word serve. You may think about volleyball. I, I know a couple of weeks ago I told you all about we were uh, at, uh, on our vacation and the first full week there, or the first full day there, not for first full week, but it was just one week. But, uh, but the first full day there, the activities folks got us doing some different sports. And one of those sports, of course, was beach volleyball. Now, the six of us uh, on a team and, and we lost the first two, thank the Lord, we finally won the, the third. And, um, but uh, it was your good old several Pine Valley folks that were uh, trying, to, trying to win this game. Well, anyway, on the other team, there was somebody that came up to play. And whenever they came up to play, it was this young lady. She was in this really sporty type looking bathing suit. She had her hair in a ponytail. I mean, she just kind of had the volleyball player look. And whenever it got her time to serve, she, of course, got back like this. Now, whenever you know that they are uh, real volleyball players, whenever they serve like this, right? I mean, because if, if you're like me, I, I serve like this. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of the sure thing right there. She got ready to serve like this, pulled back, and I was like, y'all better get ready. I mean, this thing's probably going to come down one of us's throat. And, 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 I, and already, I was sweating. It was hot. I had, I had sunscreen running in my eyes, and I had sand all over me. So I, I was, I, But I was ready. I was ready for that to serve. She hauled back like this, and boink. It went off that way. And I was like, oh. of course, I, I did like this, and it went boink, coming, you know, and went straight up. But, but the thing about it is, serving is important in volleyball. And, and, and even though now they have it, I reckon the game was going too slow, and they've changed it now that it's a point even if you weren't serving. But still, in order, you know that if you're serving and you keep serving, that you are scoring points. But here's the good news is that if you don't have somebody that serves very well at the serving position, it rotates every time. So guess what? Everybody gets a serve. And I think that's how it is with the body of Christ. We all have an opportunity to serve. And so this morning, I just want to tell you, it's your serve. 
It's your turn to serve. It's my turn to serve. It's our serve. So I want to look at that. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul's writing to Ephesus. He's telling the church how to work together to grow in the body of Christ and how to work in unity. And he says these words, in, in, or he writes these words in verses 11 and 12. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, a lot of times we read that verse 11 about some being pastors, evangelists, prophets, teachers. And every church, listen, that's like a five-stroke engine right there. You need all of those things. Problem is, a lot of churches trying to run a five-stroke engine on about two of those. And, and a lot of times, a lot of churches relying on one pastor. A lot of times, they only have one pastor to kind of do all five of those different things. And that's whenever we need ministry leaders and staff and other things or ministry leaders from the laity to come and help to do those things. But a lot of people end it right there with verse 11. It doesn't end there. It says pastors, evangelists, teachers, uh, apostles, prophets, those are the equipping gifts because look at what it says in verse 12. They are all there and they've been given those gifts for the equipping of the saints, that's all of us, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And, and that word ministry, because I think a lot of people think, well, no, I'm not in ministry, the pastor or the music leader or different ones, they're the ones in ministry. No, no. Listen, that word ministry is for every one of us, and it comes from the same Greek word, diakonos, that actually means to serve. So every time you see ministry, you can substitute it with serve. Or every time you see service, you can substitute it with ministry. What does that mean? That means that for every one of us, it's our serve. Every one of us are called to serve. And so I want to talk about that for a few minutes this morning and talk about how, how does taking our serve in ministry work in our lives? How does that work in our lives? Because I think a lot of people think, well, it's just to benefit somebody. No, no, no. It works. It does something in our lives as well. And that's what I want to talk about this morning as we consider where God's calling us to serve. Number one is this. Serving or slash ministry, like I say, they're interchangeable, interchangeable, calls us through our gifts. God calls us through our gifts. The gifts that He has given each and every one of you is a calling for us to use those gifts to serve Him. Look at verses 7 and 8 there. It says, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, He says, When He ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to people. He gave gifts to men and women. That's what he, he, he went to do. And part of the, that ascension was to leave us so that we could be empowered by the Holy Spirit to do what God's called us to do. And we've all been given gifts. If you want to see what some of those gifts are, you can look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. You can look at Romans. You can look at Ephesians. Different places where Paul lists out all of those gifts. But everybody's been gifted with something. Everybody's been gifted in some way. I've seen some folks that just had the gift of hospitality. 
You know what I'm talking about? You go to their house, and even if you're a little shy, they just make you feel so much at home. The next thing you know, you're sitting in their easy chair eating pound cake made with real butter and drinking homemade lemonade, and you feel right at home. It's like grandma's house. I mean, you know, and, and you just uh, enjoy And folks just have that gift sometimes. Not everybody has that gift. Some folks have the, the gift of administration. I, I'm telling you, I thank the Lord for those that had the gift of administration, because guess who don't? Me. I mean, let me, I don't find one bit of joy in doing forms and all of that. In fact, if somehow I get this whole thing wrong and I end up in the bad place down there, which I don't think I'm going to do, but anyway, but they will, I, I believe that I'll, I will have to do data entry for eternity. And that will, that will just, I mean, you know what I'm saying. But there's some folks that do that, do that well, and they're gifted in that kind of thing. But thank the Lord I'm going to heaven. No data entry there. But, but listen, I've seen folks that had the gift of gab. You know what I'm talking about? I've seen folks that could talk to to a signpost. Amen. And I've seen folks where God uses them. I mean, they could get a signpost saved. Hallelujah. And, and, and so, listen, if you can do that, you can definitely be an evangelist and witness to others in that gift and operate and train others in that gift. All of us have some type of gift. For some, it's singing. For some, it's compassion. All of those gifts, we are called to serve. And where we see our gifts are, that is where God's calling us to serve. Mother Teresa said it like this. She said, I can do things you cannot. You can do things I cannot. Together, we can do great things. And that's where God's calling us in those gifts, those areas. Just like that fork is not meant to do things that a knife does, just like that knife is not do, uh, meant to do things that a spoon does, each of those have a purpose, and every one of you Every one of us, whether you're watching online, whether you're in here this morning watching TV later, listen, God has gifted you. It's your serve. Number two is this. Serving slash ministry also connects us to the body of Christ. This is one of those things that really connect us to Christ's body. Now, don't get me wrong. We are connected by the waters of baptism. We are connected by, by the blood of Jesus. But what really connects us to the working of the body is when we serve. It does that. It connects us to others. I've seen it time after time in different ministries. Look at verse 16. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, it causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. You hear that? Whenever we serve, we are doing what each of us are doing, what each part that, we, that, that we're doing our share, and it causes the growth of the body. How many of you know that for our body, for limbs to grow, we have to have a joint, right? We have to have a joint. You know what's in that joint that makes limbs grow? There's a thing called a growth plate that's in there. And that growth plate has bone marrow and has blood that runs and, and supplies to it. And that's what causes the body to grow. And if something happens to our growth plate, then that, that limb or that extremity will not grow. And so we need each and every part of the body doing its thing so that it can be connected and have what it needs to grow. You are a part of what grows this church. You are. You are part of what's going to grow this church, and you can find connection. Let me tell you something. Listen, I, I love Sunday school, and I love small groups, and that's one place of connection, and I think that'll help out a lot. 
But I think one other place that you can, if you really want to find connection, you can do so through serving. We get connected through serving. I've seen it uh, in folks' lives. I've seen it in our Cooking for Jesus team, how new folks come and they get involved there, they serve there, and they become like a family. I've seen folks that recently lost a spouse, but they help out in that ministry, and it's just been a great thing for them. And not just that ministry, but any ministry. We can find true connection when we serve. When we serve. And last is this. Serving or slash ministry completes the body of Christ and it completes us. It completes the body of Christ and it completes us. Listen, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. Now, I read 12 earlier. Remember, it's for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. But there's a comma there. That means it does not end there. And it continues. It says, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You know what that means? It says, till we all come. It means that I'm not going to get there without you. It means that you're not going to get there without me. We all complete the body of Christ together. We're not doing it on our own. We're completing Him. We're growing to be who we are in Christ Jesus together. I mean, that's what we're here while we're here on earth as a disciple of Jesus. We should be wanting God to make us more and more like Jesus. We can't get there by ourselves. We need each other, and serving is a way to do that. See, I think for a long time we did evangelism a certain way. And I think it worked for a long time, but I just I think we're in a different society now. We used to do evangelism by this. We used to do, okay, we'll, we'll help somebody first of all believe, and then we'll teach them how to behave. And if they believe and they behave right, then they can belong. And that's kind of how it was. That's how the church was. And I think a lot of people got burnt by that. You know what I'm saying? Because the one time we fail or the one time we mess up or we don't behave like all of a sudden we don't belong anymore. But here's what, if you look at the ministry of Jesus and what I think we're really called to do, first of all, we need to help somebody belong. We need to change it from believe, behave, and belong. It needs to be changed to help somebody belong. Then if they don't already, most of the time they do already, but if they don't already, they'll come to believe. And then... We help each other become who we are called to be in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So it goes from believe, behave, and belong to belong, believe, and become. And that's what God's calling us to do. And we cannot become, I can't get mine without you getting yours. I can't give mine without you giving yours. It means us all doing it together. And that's what we're called to do. David Sercura was a pediatrician. And he writes about this little girl that was in his church. And his wife was her Sunday school teacher. And um, he said that she, you know, uh, would come to church every Sunday and go to Sunday school. And she asked her teacher one time, what is it, uh, what can I do for the Lord. Is there something I can do in the church 
to serve. And the Sunday school teacher looked around and she saw this empty vase and she said, I tell you what, and the little girl's name was Sarah, said, I tell you what, Sarah, here's what you can do. Uh, every time, every, every Sunday for Sunday school, would you mind bringing in a flower and we'll put it in that vase? So Sarah, every Sunday, started bringing in a flower, and they would put it in the vase. Sometimes she would bring in two to three beautiful yellow daffodils that would, that would be there in the, in, in the vase. And so time after time, she would, uh, she would do that. And, and, and uh, one Sunday, her pediatrician, Dr. Severa Secura, actually had to meet with Sarah's mom and dad. She had had some infections that didn't seem to go away, and so they had done the blood work and everything, and it, it looked like she had leukemia. And so he met with them, and they started treating her right away and all, and, and uh, she didn't get a good prognosis, and little by little, Sarah wasn't doing very good. But every Sunday, she would still send, if she couldn't come there to herself, she would still send a flower for that vase. The pastor started, after Sunday school, taking the vase and putting it on a little stand right beside the pulpit because it was so beautiful and knowing that Sarah was doing that. One Sunday, she wasn't doing very good at all and had really been going downhill. And one Sunday, she came to church and uh, they had to help her up there. But she came up and put that flower in that vase and put a little note with it. Four days later, Sarah passed away. And after the pastor had gone to visit the family and everything, he remembered about that note that was in that vase with that flower. And he went back and he took that note and, and opened it up. And here's what that note said. That note said, Dear God, this vase has been the biggest honor of my life. For a little girl who was sick and passed away, she left this message that serving in that way, that what might seem like a very small way, she said, this vase has been the biggest honor of my life. And folks, if something as simple as that can be the biggest honor for a dying little girl, then whatever God's calling you to do here, whatever you decide to mark on this page should be the biggest honor when we're doing it for Him. This morning, it's your serve. And it's time to get in the game and we just want to help you do it. In just a moment, Camille's going to sing and I'm going to encourage you just to take that time while she's singing and fill out this paper. If you want to just pray over it while she's singing, you can do that if you're not ready yet and you can bring it anytime. You can do it online and we'll be taking these over the next several weeks. So uh, you can put them in the offering box anytime. But I'm uh, going to invite you just to pray over it as she sings this song. And let's ask God how He is leading us to serve and how He wants us to get into the game.
God, as you are leading us to see where our serve is, where you want us in ministry. Lord, I pray right now, God, that you will just lead us and guide us. Lord, let the folks know don't have to be a member to serve. We want you to belong. Lord, so we pray, God, that you will just lead us and guide us here in every way. In Jesus' name, amen.